Exposed, where we uncover facts, data, and statistics of the day-to-day experiences of people's lives. This is your host, Dre, and my co-host, Nicole. How you doing over there? Hey, Dre. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good, my damn self, man. Good to hear. The work week is almost over with. Almost there. Yeah, man. Any plans this weekend? I'm going to Houston this weekend. Oh, you going to cat off? Second home, you know. Got to celebrate homecoming. You going to cat off? Nah, I'm going down there with some sense. That's what's up. <laughs> For sure. Maybe next time you can join. Huh. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. We're going to figure that out. But I want to go ahead and touch bases on this new episode. I want to go ahead and talk about pandemic relationships. It was a lot of us in them. There was a lot of things that transpired during the pandemic that I feel like a lot of people ain't spoke about. Mm-hmm. And I want us to be able to speak about our experience and what transpired during that time because it's a time that we'll be going down in history and some of us you know we lived and learned from either mistakes or something that you know helped us in a way to where it benefited us in a way to where we are where we at today so mm-hmm. um cool how did the pandemic pretty much like overall like treat you I was stressed during the beginning. Um, I never stopped working, mm-hmm. being that I work in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, uh, what was it called? Essential. You were essential. Absolutely, frontline essential. Did work. you have your Did you have your document just in case you got pulled over on the road? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure did, and I remember being very stressed because nobody knew what to think or what to do. There are new protocols being placed every day mm-hmm. um i remember feeling blessed to, to still have work because mm-hmm. a lot of people that i know and a lot of people around me um didn't have that luxury and they had to you know apply for ADD and do all that mm-hmm. so, it still was good for some folks though i mean yeah i was jealous of people who was collecting ed and making more than they did working nine five ever yeah yeah um but i definitely learned a lot about myself and my own strength during the pandemic so mm-hmm. that was good definitely learned how to kind of hone in on creative things that i've been wanting to do and had a little bit more time to do mm-hmm. um yeah it was it was a trying time but i feel like it was a good lesson as well in many aspects work-wise relationship-wise parenting-wise so yeah i felt like i was a cloud nine Business is booming for you. I mean, not to be cocky, but what what was going on in the world and the world at that time did not affect me at all. Not many people can say that. No, it did not affect me at all. I I kind of felt like the apocalypse just hit. The streets have been wiped out. There's nobody around. And here I am going around collecting money. And uh, it was it was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful moment. I'll always always remember how lovely it was. And uh, I think during that time, I mean, it's water under the bridge now. Mm-hmm. It's making around three thousand a day. That's making around three thousand a day. And that's awesome. Yeah, and it was a beautiful moment, man. And but 
Okay, so that was a good part. It was a bit, it was, I'm just over here reminiscing now. I wish I had some drink. You do? Nah, this shit is empty. There's a little can. Oh, okay. You don't hear the bottom of that can? Mm, I think that was mine that you stole, but okay. Yeah, I sure did. But look, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in, that, in that aspect, work-related, it was cool for me. I'm trying to think. I think you asked me earlier, who all was I talking to during that time? I think he, you asked me that, mm-hmm. right? And so I named one person. I'm not going to I'm not gonna name drop. Mm-hmm. I actually, now I'm thinking about it, it was two. Mm. It was two women. They knew about each other. Mm-hmm. And I would be between both of those houses. Because I didn't want to. So they were like following business owners home and shit like that, like robbers and everything. So I kind of had to try to mix it up. I didn't want to go home. Mm-hmm. And so I would either go to one of one of the two of their houses, kind of like duck out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, at the time I was single because I had just got out of a relationship the year before, and I was just kind of like regrouping, getting myself together. Wait, you were single, but you were dealing with two women, so they were just yeah, it was it was they, it was cool. Like there was no it was, it was cool. So y'all were friends. Um, you could say we were. You were in a situation, chance. No, we were friends, but it was you know. Friends of benefits. I was for sure clapping cheeks. I mean, <laughs> both. Yeah. Okay. I was having it my way, and uh, it was cool. Yeah, that was that was a real cool time, and it ain't even about the women. It's not nah. It's not even about that. It was just a really cool time. Myself. Mm, okay, so how does that lead to our topic today? So we all made some type of altering life decision during that time that's affecting us to this day. And so some people I feel like may have entered relationships during that time or was in a relationship that is extremely toxic. You're in the household with this person. I'm not going to say 20, well, damn, they're 24-7. So you're really around this person, and you're really getting to know and understand who you lay your head down with every night. You know? Um, and then, you know, you got the kids and all that stuff at the house. Like, you really are honing in on, like, your situation for real, for real, because... In a, re- in a regular day, what, you getting up, y'all both going, y'all taking the kids to school or whatever, if there's kids in a, in a mix, and then y'all going y'all separate way to go to work or whatever. Well, during the pandemic, like, it wasn't none of that. Like, you working from home, kids are doing their they school thing from home, so, mm-hmm. like, you're in clothes, and, like, you're really having a, it was, like, abusive. I was hearing about abusive relationships. The, mm-hmm. Like, the abuse was out, out the fucking roof. During the pandemic, a lot of divorces, a lot of babies being made. I made a baby in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And a lot, like, yeah, like a, a lot of new relationships and everything. A lot of breakups. Just yeah, a lot of breakups. Maybe not divorce, but yeah, 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 under the same category. One thing I learned about myself during the pandemic is like, I'm very self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So like, how they were talking during that time, off the, off the subject, like, how they were talking during that time it's like the world's coming to an end and you it's like I'm growing vegetables now. You know what I mean at that point. 
because like Eric Danner trying to make it seem like yeah at the time it, the groceries was kind of like it was scarce in the grocery store right well like there was no like toilet paper and like paper towels hand sanitizer was hard to get hold of it's crazy because there's a waiting line to get in the grocery store you see all the toilet paper that I be having like that's all, that's how I always shop so like that didn't affect me and I'm in a three bedroom by myself at the mm-hmm. time so it's like you know, I'm, I'm still working with toilet paper from three years ago <laughs> <laughs> that's, crazy. that's how I shop though I, I stock up you know mm-hmm. what I mean if, I, I think I learned that from my dad you know just make sure you got enough for a rainy day yeah exactly and, and that rainy day came yeah and I was like it was cra- like I said it was crazy like a lot of shit that folks was tripping over like it's like man did I know this was about to happen like I was stocked up mm-hmm. food in the deep freezer like I was good like and so, it Daniel was like, I could invite folks. Like, if it's bad where you at, you ain't gonna come over here. Like, my bunker's set. Like, mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I got back into doing the, uh, it's a horticulture, horticulture, where you where you grow vegetables. Mm-hmm. I think that's the word. But, yeah. Got into growing vegetables and everything. Just really, like, getting in my books. I mean, I'm a business owner at that time, so, like. Just really like sharpening, sharpening myself, you know, with the education, reading books. At the time I was at Cal Berkeley, I had to drop out of there because business had just got so crazy. So I was able to get up out of there by with a passing grade and all the shit. But like, it was intense. Like I said, I had to drop out of school to focus on the business. I'm getting 72. 72 orders a day and I'm, I'm a delivery service so that's 72 people a day that's ordered from me that's crazy 72 so you're you're going to 72 different people throughout the bay area mm-hmm. not by myself of course i have people in place but that's either here or there. i mean it was a good time um but one thing i feel like i've learned now is like to take your time with kind of screw myself the pandemic taught you that no well yeah now that i look back like mm-hmm. yeah you know, take your time with people why do you say that what did you do um i think also i'm not afraid to admit i rushed and had a child and with somebody that i didn't know mm-hmm. and within three months of knowing him i was on my mike tyson shit yeah met i met her during the pandemic and now I look back at it, it's like, all right, was, was, were you only dealing with me to pass time? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I told you, I was getting it. <laughs> no, I was getting it. But it seemed like you were just so busy. Like, how did you have time for a relationship? I mean, just, like I said, I was, so I was juggling two women. So, like, I would either go to one of the two houses at the mm-hmm. end of my work day. Depending on how I'm feeling, if I hear about some shit that's going on in Oakland, like, oh, they rioting, because, you know, they, we also have riots mm-hmm. and shit like this. So it's like, fuck. Oh, I'm finna go to Stockton. Fuck that. I'm finna go out the way. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, I'm just too tired, I'm finna go to uh, Castro Valley. I'm finna go up the street. Mm-hmm. But um, you can make time. You make time. 
you, mm-hmm. I only deal with you at night, though. Not because, like, I, I'm hiding something, but I'm busy throughout the day. It's not a stop for me. Mm-hmm. Only, t- only time I really have for you is at night. Mm-hmm. That's how I did that. But in my situation with the person that I is it conceived? Women conceive. <laughs> Women conceive. Mm-hmm. The men, men can't conceive, right? Okay, cool. I'm, I'm sorry. That's yeah, wrong words. All right, cut that out. Yeah. So yeah, no, like I, I yeah, procreated. Mm-hmm. With you know, like I said, with somebody that I didn't know, and um, you know, they could say what they want. Like it is what it is. The baby's here. Oh man, like we like let's recap right quick, bro, and really like take accountability. Like no, nigga, we just said tripping. What were you feeling at that time to where? Did you feel like you were, like, missing something? Or what made you jump in so quickly? Because three months is not a long time. Oh, man. Damn. And that's when like, where you meet somebody and then they're pregnant in that time? Like, that's... What was going through your mind? I wasn't lonely. I wasn't. Okay. I had... I was... I told you I was dealing with two other, like, two other women. Okay, so what happened to those two women? I, I did them... Well, one of them, they was, they was going through something in okay. their personal life. So mm-hmm. they kind of fell to the wayside. One you other one. Yeah, I shouldn't have did that though. Now I think about it. Now she was a good woman. She was a good woman. She was solid. You feel me? But when you know that money coming, nigga, it's a whole different person. Now I don't know cocky shit like nigga. I think I could find better. I don't know. I don't know what was going through my fucking head. I don't know what I was going through through my head. She was. She was cool. She was cool. She hella okay. cool. Hella cool. Conversation was A1. Like, I could talk to her all day, all night. Like, it was on that type of time. Mm-hmm. And if I could do that with you, like, we, we damn near locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, yeah, she was cool. Okay, she, so you started something new during the pandemic. Yeah. I think, for me, I ended something mm-hmm. in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Something that was very long overdue I think mm-hmm. and when you're kind of locked in with somebody literally quarantining with them yeah everything's on pause and you could really mm-hmm. evaluate it exactly you kind of look at your situation like do I really want this is this am I happy with this situation mm-hmm. um and after a significant period of time things change so, so what did you what like what were some key things that you learned from that um, probably to put your happiness first and mm-hmm. not try to consider everyone else's feelings before your own mm-hmm. and really kind of make decisions for yourself because mm-hmm. I don't always do that. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm thinking of other people's feelings and their, how it will affect them rather than myself. Did, did it, so did it affect your mental health? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It was to the point where... What did you do to kind of channel and deal with that? Fresh air. So you went on walks? I would go sit at the beach. Mm -hmm. I lived in Pacific at the time, so I would go to the beach and just sit there and reflect. Leave my phone in the car. Listen to the waves. And just vibe out. That was like my escape from reality. I think my my escape 
it was uh it was um I worked out with my attorney every morning. It was yeah, we all would click up my financial advisor, my attorney, my boy had played in the NBA. Um, and then we'll go golf later that like it was lovely. Like, shit was crazy. Like how I had shit set up, you know. My workers were in place, you know, they handling everything at the home base. I'll go, like I said, work out, go home, shower, meeting up with the boys to to go golf because everybody either is working. Re- yeah, everybody's working remote pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the off season for my, for my partner in the league. So, like, we really just having it all way and everything. That shit was cool, man, but that was my outlet. Well, I wonder, was therapy even an option? Oh, therapy facilities were bombarded with people. Virtually, though. Yeah. I remember I was trying to get a therapy appointment because I was so stressed out at work and I didn't know how to handle my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it was like a six-month wait. That's crazy. Yeah, a lot of people were going through it and um, I don't think they really knew how to handle it. Yeah. They didn't know how to handle isolation. And that really... Not only that, it was like isolation, uncertainty. Nah, well, I think I well, I think it was isolation. That's why everybody running around like with their fucking head cut off right now. It's people still trying to regather their self. You got people running around here to this day like they fresh out of jail. Like they well, just think did about a, it. People didn't know what COVID was, what it could I, do. You just I, know people was dying, I, people in ICU. I, but I understand that. I'm talking about. People being confined in their home, like you're in yeah. jail, mm-hmm. like you're in a halfway house with strict restrictions, and you're finally, and they finally lifted that shit. And mm-hmm. Now you're able to be outside. Like I could sit alone, I could be alone, I could be isolated. Just give me books, give me books, give me a piano, give me, give me certain things that. I can sit down and focus on because mm-hmm. I'm creative already. I don't need to be in a mix. Same. I enjoyed the quarantine. When I'm mean, after that, you know, but things it, settled, I enjoy being in the house. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people did not know how to sit in the house by themselves. That really showed me that, you know, people really have a problem. Mm-hmm. And then the downside to the folks that actually can sit in the house and be to the neck they can't even snap out of that shit right now it's people still like confined to their self because mm-hmm. they were so the the everyday to the neck in the house by themselves they like still like it should traumatize them in a way to where they like way fucked up and i think it's people in therapy right now that's like mm-hmm. trying to do the reverse hypnosis to snap out of it to get back into the real world. Not even the real world, but just into the world and act like a human. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll, it made you self-aware. Like, if you are going out partying all the time, it's like, wait, let me sit back and realize, okay, what do I like? What are my, you know, flaws? What can I work on? Do you think that the people right now so do you okay do you feel like people right now are still uh, like the people that are out and about all the time do you feel like they're affected still by what the pandemic did 
Mm. Like they're still trying to get back into the groove of things. I think a lot of people felt like they missed out because they were kind of, you know, in the house for two years. Right. Two and a half years. Right, that's what I'm saying. So they're out trying to make the most out of the now. As if they got to live for today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I still haven't really enjoyed the outdoors like that. I haven't. Uh, You've been going out more recently. Nah. Not like I could be. But more than you were before. Uh, no. Nah, hell no. Hell no. Okay. Hell no. In a month, literally, I'll probably go out on one of those weekends. I'll probably go out like one time. Literally. Now? Yeah. I'm not going out every weekend. And I'm no, not, no. I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm not going out every other weekend either. Like, it's really weird that I step out. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe because I'm hella old now. I don't know. But I just... Or the shit that I want to do, you know, requires me to be in another country. But I don't just, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not in the mix like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the desire to. Um, maybe I'm affected by, you know, what happened during the pandemic and I haven't snapped out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much that. I mean, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's uh, starting a new relationship during that time? If you could go back, or one of your homegirls, ground feeling this dude, whatever. Like, what would you tell them if you could go? If you could backtrack on the time machine, what would you tell them right now? I would tell them to focus on them first. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, relationships are a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell them to. Take a step back and look at the bigger picture and ask themselves, what do I have to offer my partner? What will my partner gain from being with me? And if you can answer that confidently, then you may be ready to date. But if you have no idea, if you just say, oh, I'm, you know, beautiful, I'll look good with somebody or, you know, if it's very surface level, you should probably take a step back and probably work on yourself, do a little bit of healing, soul searching, um, before you decide to jump into a relationship. I think if I were to jump back into the time machine and would just say somebody was in the situation that I was in, I would tell them to uh, prolong that friendship until after the pandemic. Because what they're presenting to you is not how they would be if there was no pandemic in place. Mm-hmm. If the world was open. If the world was open, that motherfucker would be running around here. Mm-hmm. So prolong it. Get to know them. Don't rush. Wait till it's over with. And then make your decision. Let the clubs and all that shit. If you don't like women that be in clubs and every, in every nigga section or 
just can't sit still. Got to be in the mix. Always out eating, going out to eat. Can't save a fucking dime. Then that ain't the woman that you need to be with. Mm -hmm. But that's what you need. That's what you need to see. That's what needs to be presented. Because during the pandemic, shit was shut down. Yeah, you was able to eat outdoors. But you were limited to hell. There wasn't many restaurants open. Mm -hmm. You didn't have the same three restaurants in the, in, the, in the close proximity. So, and every city had its different constraints. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you want to wait until things open back up so you can really see the real them. You're getting the limited them. Like, mm -hmm. this is what they're only able to do. And so, that's what I would tell someone that uh, may have possibly been in a situation that I was in. Mm -hmm. Pump your brakes, because this is not the person that that they're really presenting. Mm, okay, that's good advice. Um, do you feel like people got into like relationships to pass time? Definitely, I know people who were like, mm, "I'm gonna date nap because I'm bored." Oh shit! Let me just see what's up. And just so happened to meet someone. Are they still with that people. person? Um. Nah. <laughs> That's wild. So really, like, yeah, it's literally passing time. Mm -hmm. Fuck, buddy. And, you know, juggle a couple people here and there. Huh? Juggle a couple people here and there just to yeah. have some entertainment, but not really looking for anything serious or long term. Mm. Yeah. People were doing a lot of stuff, like, that what they normally wouldn't do during the pandemic. I can't so people were literally out of work for an extended period of time and had to find creative things to do to occupy their time. Not just binge watch Netflix. I mean that can get that gets old. Selling feet pics. <laughs> Whatever passes the time, maybe it's that. But people were creative when it came to making money and yeah, I give passing people that. the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of businesses that were created during that time. For the creators out there that actually took the time to sit down and be creative and figure out a way mm -hmm. to make some passive income, you know, salute to those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do feel like people got into uh, relationships during that time, the past time. It's like when this shit is over with, I'm about to come up with an excuse to, to get up out of there and, um, uh, I'm about to get get back in the mix. It was nice knowing you, but this contract is expired. <laughs> nah, for real, like wow. That's I don't know, huh? It's unfortunate. I don't know not one person that um. I don't know not one person that that's still in the situation that they may have got into when it when it was a pandemic. Really, I don't know not one person, including me. Mm. <laughs> Including me. Um, I think also, yeah, with everybody just ready to get, get outside, like, the, you know, the options are, are limitless. It's like, it's just, it's fruitful for men and women. Mm-mm. What you mean? You ain't never heard that saying, the grass ain't always greener. I get that. I get that, but. I mean, anybody who's outside that much probably ain't looking for nothing long term and permanent anyway 
Shit, they looking, they looking pretty hard. Have they found success out there? Because the dating pool is definitely Trash. not shit and That shit's horrible. <laughs> that shit's horrible. Yeah. So what did you learn about your partner? Ooh. What did I learn about my partner during the pandemic? I learned how they handle stressful situations. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is good at coping with things that they have no control over. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how how much they were willing to contribute to the household and mm. the relationship mm-hmm. when there's nothing else going on. For me, I can't really answer that question because... Because you didn't have anything compared to before? Right. My life mm-hmm. lessons didn't come to after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, like, let's see. How were motherfuckers acting during that time? I mean, it was, yeah, people were cool. I mean, I, it wasn't no weird, wasn't no weird energy or weird behavior. People had time. Um, I don't have any experiences. Mm. So, how was your sex life? Was there a lot of sex involved? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't. Huh? Mm-mm. It was more so a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety. Like, I was so stressed out. I wasn't thinking about that. I would work. Mind you, work at home. Crazy. My staff is, because I was supervising mm-hmm. eight people at the time. Mm-hmm. People. Falling off the face of the earth. I can't find you for two, three hours. You're supposed to be working from home. I don't know what you're doing. I wonder why is that? What were they, what were they doing? So called. What you think they was doing? I don't know, but they everybody got tech issues. Oh, sorry. My computer failed or my connection, this. Mm. That's nice. And mind you, I'm also getting the heat from upper management. Cause they're like, hey, what's your team doing? So I'm literally on a tent the whole day. Stressed out by the time. babies. A couple people on my team got pregnant. So I probably got pregnant on the clock. And that's fine. Uh, But it was very stressful. I didn't. It was, you know, a lot of uncertainty. I didn't know, you know, were they going to do layoffs? They were talking about doing layoffs. They did a hiring freeze. Thank God that never happened to my department. My department actually never really slowed down. Mm -hmm. Um, But after I would get off. I don't want to do shit. Don't touch me. Damn. Barely talk to me. Mm-hmm. I just want to chill. And my partner never pushed the issue. Like, he was just like, oh, you seem tense. I'm going to leave you alone. And it just wasn't, that wasn't a priority at the time. Hmm. I don't think I should answer that question, but you know. Clearly, you were doing the exact opposite. <laughs> I mean, I had to do what I had to do. Oh, please. What? You had to do what you had to do? Yeah, I had to do what I had to do. Whatever. You know, headboard banging. You know, um, but yeah, it's down there every day. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because, man, I'm, just, I'm a trip sometimes, man. But sex life was, sex life was legit. Mm-hmm. It was legit. Man, it's crazy what sex do. Like, it's a play a big part in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Any relationship, even if it ain't like y'all like are like committed to one another. 
the just the sex, the chemistry. Y'all could you no know, no there can be no titles to the shit. But mm-hmm. if, if the sex on point, if there's chemistry there, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. What was your outlet from the significant other? I think you said Yeah, you know, the beach. The beach. Did you work out? A little bit, but not really. I was more so like into um, I guess focusing on like creative outlets. So I was working on like my hair business. Um, I was kind of brainstorming things that I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. Not really sure where I wanted to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I had my little shows I would watch, binge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was. I think for a lot of men, so a lot of the golf courses that we were going to, it was like lit like a club. It was hella people there. Mm-hmm. It was really hard to like book tea times and shit like that. That's because men need to get away from their wives. Mm-hmm. So you see like groups of men, uh, teams of five getting out there to play golf. Uh, or not teams, but groups of five um, getting out there to play golf. Uh, golf was the big outlet. Um, growing plants was a big outlet. Sitting at the, uh, I had a uh, a fire pit in my backyard. That was that was cool. You know, get the Tito's, get the marshmallows. Invite my company over. Got the music playing. I put the projector down so we watch the TV, TV uh, the projector from outdoors like. It's cool shit, you feel me? Like, I one thing during the pandemic, one of the things I did tell myself, Amazon was my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I like decked my house. Like, oh my god, I put a lot of money into my house. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, like I didn't need for shit. You know what I mean? And so, a lot of uh, road trips when I used to be back and forth to LA doing business. Because I was dealing with I was dealing with high intense stress, you know. One of the biggest scares was, you know, being robbed by looters and shit like that. Nigga breaking in and into my business, and I'm there, and I don't have no gun on me. So that was always a big scare for me. I wasn't heavily drinking, but I I was having my drinks to calm me down. Like I was like I was like on high alert. Like you're hearing about like. Niggas rolling up. Somebody, they rolled up 11 deep to my fucking building. Like, what? The security has shootouts and shit like that. Like, I'm getting phone calls at 2 in the morning. Like, yeah, we just had a we just had a big-ass shootout. There's 11 cars that rolled up. Like, what? So I'm losing sleep. Like, it was chaotic. You know what I mean? Um, so I just try to stay busy. I, like I told you, I was getting that house built. Shit like that. Just... Doing shit to keep me, um, keep me from having my mind wandering on negative shit. Working out like at five in the morning, like I have a nice regimen. I can get up at five in the morning, shoot the um, what city was that? Orinda to my attorney's house, work out with him and the buddies, and then go home eat. Um, 
might do an outdoor restaurant, work from wherever that is, you know, from my iPad. Jump on a flight the next morning in L.A. to go to Coachella to go buy packs to drive them back down. Like I, I stay busy, stay busy. And I think that was my outlet from worrying about what was going on in the world. So it's like every man for themselves too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. You couldn't even really. You couldn't even really like. You worried for your family, but, like, if they weren't in the household with you, it really wasn't much you could do about it. And, uh, I think I had a dog at the time. Yeah, I did. I had a pit bull. I had a pit bull. So, yeah, it was just me and my dog. <laughs> me and my dog, man. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. Like I said, that was a cool time. Mm-hmm. Cool time, but uh, yeah, my outlet was just staying busy, doing recreational things, positive things, positive things, reading. I love to read, so I'm reading books. Really, I didn't have time to sit down. Like I would, I I would open at eight in the morning and close at like eleven at night. But it, I was real scared too, because it's like I'm out there at nighttime. It's a fucking war zone out there right now. These niggas is blocking off 880. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they that's when they were having those riots and, you know, I mean, the, the protests and shit like mm-hmm. that. So, you get caught up in one of them, you, you liable to get your car flipped. So, you know, I, I, I would be mad, like, fuck, I got to close early. Shit like that. So that's when I would go to one of my little female friend houses. You feel me? Did you cook? Did you cook? You got a bottle for me? Let's let's chill. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about my day. You know what I mean? Help me bag this weed up. Some, you know, keep, keep it lit, you know. <laughs> Shoot the L.A. with me or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. How cute. I don't even start, <laughs> y'all. It was just, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a time where, you know, folks just needed to stay sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody kind of needed to find something to occupy their time, in a positive way, because everybody was struggling with mental health. Right. Didn't know, you know, why they were having certain feelings or certain thoughts. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just during that time, you know. For me, feeling like I'm on top of the world and just making stupid decisions mm-hmm. that affect me to this day. You know, that you learn from. I learn from, and you know, I the there's certain mistakes, but there's blessings within those mistakes that mm-hmm. I I never change, um, and I'm grateful for. But um, yeah, it's just money's a mother. Cause you could really, you could really make some rash decisions that mm-hmm. would be really detrimental to your life. I'll always, always say that. And so, um, you know, I have a beautiful son. 
His, mm-hmm. na- his name is Andre. He's mm-hmm. one years old. Mm-hmm. And um, he loves me to death. He does. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Walk- it's a beautiful blessing. I walked out. I walked out with some. Yeah, like I said, something beautiful. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know, if anybody, if I were to go back, like I could say in the time machine, and and if I were to do it all over, I would. I would have took my time. I would have took my time to really see exactly who who it is and who was I was dealing with. Because you know when when. Um, yeah. When you're dealing with somebody, when it when it's good, when 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 the money rolling, man, you know it's it seems like it's good, but when when the shit hits the fan, or you know when you hit, hit a couple bumps in the road, like you really get to see that person for who they are, mm. and uh, you know you just gotta chalk it up as an L, write it off, and, um, and just go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And learn from it. Yeah, you learn from it and you just move on, you know. Hard pill to swallow. Man, I made some business deals and all this shit during that time. Like mm-hmm. crazy business deals. I think uh I think I had yeah, a little, little light hundred thousand dollar plays. I had two, two that I did. Um, one actually one one was before. Yeah, like like light plays, man. Like hundred thousand dollar plays, man. One was before the pandemic, and one was during the pandemic. <laughs> crazy, like it can't get no better. Like, man, yeah. I'm, I'm already doing like what? I, in three months, I done did damn near two hundred and fifty thousand. Like, it's crazy. Like, man, you add this to the resume, like, so what the fuck? Like, so it was beautiful, man. You know, but the vultures is out there. The vultures is out there. The you vultures. think people are not paying? These women are vicious, bro. Oh, what? Oh, here we go. So, the vultures are out there, but you didn't know how to detect the vultures? Is that what you're saying? Or you just ignored it? It's not that I ignored it. I thought I was getting the purest form of that person. Oh, okay. You roll your eyes for <laughs> Whatever that means. Nah, I thought I was, you know, you know, it's like, like right now, like, I feel like I'm getting the purest form of you, right? Mm-hmm. We're conversing, we're, we, you mm-hmm. know, this is, this is really pure to me. Mm-hmm. But you could flip this shit on me, and I could get a whole nother side of you. It's mm-hmm. just like, yo, you're ugly inside. <sighs> you're very nasty. Those are very strong words, Andre. You can't right. just go around calling people that. What, you're nasty? You're ugly inside? Mm-hmm. Hey, somebody got to tell you. Okay. And I'll be the one to tell you. Oh, for sure. With no hesitation. You know, but I mean, yeah, you just, you live and you learn, you mm-hmm. know? Um, damn. Pandemic relationships. They either make or break whatever situation you had. <laughs> that wraps it up for this show. I'm glad that we were able to talk about how the pandemic relationships 
mm-hmm. affected you and it affected me and it affected several other people out there, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it definitely taught you what you do and do not want in future relationships and how you'll go about. Just take your time, man. Yeah. Take your time, man. And um, what glitters is not always gold. Mm-hmm. And the grass ain't always green all the side. I think it's important to, if you are in a good relationship, you do have someone who is solid to really make sure you really put your effort into that. Yeah. To make sure that it's a fulfilling relationship. Because if you don't cater to it, obviously it's going to die. Right. Um, But yeah, I think taking your time is very good advice. Um, And I also think it's really important to be self-aware and hone into your own kind of flaws, whatever healing you need to go through, and making sure you take care of that before you. Right, because that will help you make better judgment calls mm-hmm. when you um, are facing certain situations. Right. You're not doing it from a, um, I won't say desperate, but a clouded judgment. It's just, yeah, a different perspective. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, do you want to shout out anybody? Um, You know, I always like to shout you out, Dre, because this wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. I appreciate you. So, uh, shout out to Big Dre. Big Dre. <laughs> I um, want to shout you out as well for helping me out with my podcast. You know, um, mm-hmm. I also want you to keep up the hard work. You're doing great many ways um, you too and then also I want to tell you guys that my ebook is in the process of being edited it's like it's being edited we're just gonna leave it at that it's done it's just it's just a few things that need to be you know touched up before I release it there will be uh, digital copies there'll be hard copies that'll be sold on all platforms and so I really would appreciate you guys if you guys would support it. Basically, educating those on who want to learn how to get into the cannabis industry. Uh, I have some tricks and tips that I created based off the 13 years of me being in the industry and things that have worked for me. Um, and I just want to be able to share information in the game to those that want to succeed. Um, also, want to let you guys know just a sneak peek of what I will be talking about in the next episode. And I think we said that we was going to do this episode, but kind of catty, and I haven't done it yet. Um, the Good Dad or Good Jeans. Choose one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to really get my mind wrapped around that that actual subject because it's, it's, it's deep. It's deep. I'm actually looking forward to that one because I feel like you're going to pull out the... Man, I was talking the to receipts on that one. Yeah, I was talking to a couple of my partners. You feel me? And it's like, ooh, yeah. I was like, yeah, bro, it's deep. Mm-hmm. It's deep. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these. I'm just gonna say this. A lot of a lot of women will have kids with a man. Knowing good and goddamn well, they don't see no future with that man. Mm-hmm. But it's something about him. That she wants her child 
to have. to have. And when she do have that kid with that man, she gonna find a way to get up out of there so she can go find her husband. But I ain't gonna spoil. I ain't gonna spoil that. <laughs> you feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't gonna do too much, man. Um, I know, right? Okay, well, stay tuned. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, follow me on Instagram, official underscore one underscore of underscore one. Got it right today. Yeah, man. You know, I. <laughs> Right, I ain't cutting off. I ain't cutting off, man. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, man. If you wanna get your company shouted out on my platform, man, go ahead and reach out to me. Um, we can go ahead and arrange something and get you, get you out, out on this platform. And you never know who need the service, man. And I think that really wraps it up. Until next time. All right, y'all. We gone. Peace.